0: Hey there, welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a more compassionate, plant-based lifestyle. I'm one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. In this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, the very first one of 2021, Woo! Woo! we are pleased to welcome Kiko Ellsworth. Kiko is an Emmy Award-winning actor, producer, director, and has appeared in hundreds of television shows, films, and commercials, but he also has an inspiring story on how he became the person he is today, which among other things, is someone who's very passionate about veganism and leading a holistic, cruelty-free lifestyle. But before we get into our interview with Kiko, we do have a new rating. Yay! Yay!
1: So this rating comes from one of our past guests, Adrian Marie, who says, I love listening to Vicky and Larissa and their guests for tips, ideas, and other interesting topics pertaining
0: to the vegetarian
1: philosophy and lifestyle.
0: Keep up the great work. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. And you know what? We'll link to Adrian's uh, interview mm-hmm. also. Yep. It was a really good one. Just came out. That was the last one of December, right? (laughs) I think so. Yeah, it was. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's hear from today's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the Golden Apple Roundtable. Who are the members of the Golden Apple Roundtable? These are the folks that help ensure that the lights stay on at Vegetarian Zen by providing us with monetary support via Patreon.com. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get support from their fans, followers, and community members. Many people don't realize that there are costs involved in putting together a podcast, but we do incur costs for media hosting, website hosting, equipment, etc., any monetary support that we receive through Patreon goes directly back into the cost of producing the show and keeping it going free to our listeners. If you're interested in supporting us on a monthly basis, please head out to patreon.com forward slash vegetarian zen, and there you will see a video of Larissa and me. And in that video we discuss the mission of Vegetarian Zen. On the right-hand side of the page you're going to see some various support levels anywhere from a dollar a month to $50 a month, and you can also customize your uh, level of giving. By the way, those are just some suggestions. Certain levels will qualify you for some Vegetarian Zen swag such as a car magnet, recyclable grocery bags, stickers, or a t-shirt. Even a dollar a month can go a long way to help keep the podcast going. So thank you to our current, our past, and our future Golden Apple Roundtable members. Thank you. If you're not interested in contributing on a monthly basis, we also have a one-time button located on our website that says buy us a juice. If you go to vegetarianzen.com forward slash support, you will see that at the bottom of the page and you can provide us with a one-time monetary contribution to help support the show. Okay, and we do have a one-time donation from Denise DeYonker, who gave us uh, some support at the Terrific Tomato level, which is awesome. Thank you so much, Denise. Thank you, We Denise. greatly appreciate it. Everything we receive goes directly back into the uh, cost of, of running the show. Yep. All right, are we ready to get into our interview
1: with Kiko? Sure, let's do this. This is going to be exciting. So Kiko Ellsworth is an Emmy award-winning actor, producer, and director. He's appeared in hundreds of television episodes, films, and commercials, but he also has an inspiring story story (laughs) about how he became the person he is today. Several years ago, he dropped all of his agents and managers and walked away from the entertainment industry to build a more fulfilling life for himself. He's now a kundalini yoga teacher and men's evolutionary life coach. He also teaches women self-defense and has founded an online school called Maat University. Kiko is passionate about plant-based eating and about helping those who are disadvantaged. He's a soulful, animated, and dynamic speaker, whether he's speaking to thousands of people on stage or one-on-one. He's currently promoting Evolving Men of Color, a one-day virtual summit that focuses on teaching men of color to be more empowered and provide them with the tools they need to be more successful in every area of life. The proceeds from the summit will benefit underserved youth in South Los Angeles.
0: Awesome. So let's go ahead and bring Kiko on the show. Welcome to the show, Kiko.
2: Hey. Thank you for having me and and greetings to all the vegetarian Zenners out there.
1: (laughs) Well, we're excited to have you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm, uh, honored to be here and honored to be here because I wasn't, it wasn't a, I was a, come from a different background, let's just say. So it's great to actually just be here and speaking with you both
0: why don't you tell us a little bit about your background uh, and you can go back as far as you, as you feel comfortable going back, uh, maybe just talking, cause I, you're, you have such an interesting story. And as I was mentioned to you before we hit the record button, as I was reading about your story and just, you know, looking to see how, where you, where you came from and where you've gotten to uh, is very, just a lot of positive energy that evolves from that or emits from that. I should say, can you talk a little bit
2: about your backstory? Sure, sure. Um, thank you for for uh, um, intro introing me for that. Um, well, I've I've grown up here in Los Angeles, and um, let me just first say that, like, I really like. If you want to really know who I am, it's what my mommy always called me growing up. She always called me her sunshine. So, like, that's like, and I really believe that we all have that like part of us on the inside that is just we're just waiting to like unleash into the world. And I think that we're all like we all have our kind of story, our movie, our you know our our arc, our storyline, our hero's journey, if you will, to like kind of really get to that point where we're just expressing that light into the world. So um, I kind of you know want to start with that because you know I I. I The last time that I was really that when I was a child, when I was five and my mother took this picture of me at the beach and I was just like shining my light, you know, crazy, happy, just, you know, really shining. And then um, I kind of went into this phase for, I want to say about 35 years where I, you know, really forgot really largely about who I was, my light, my shine, I, I became, my identity changed. Uh, slowly but surely I started living from a place of just fear and people pleasing. And um like growing up, I, I kind of got into stealing. And that was one of my behaviors that I did that was linked to my identity. And you know that's that led to many things and and really understanding like that sort of Life and being sort of, you know, not raised on the streets because I've always had my my family, but really having that sort of street mentality and that survivor mentality on, um, you know, getting and living that sort of life and that sort of hustle, if you will. Um, but you know, and then looking back, I, I really realized what was going on inside of me, even though I didn't understand it at the time. And then uh, from that, I, you know, moved into, I kind of got forced into entertainment and I ended up getting on stage and had stage fright. And that was a big awakening for myself as well. Um, But there was something about me that was trying to just express the truth, kind of, I think, getting back to that sort of sunshine that that, my mother always called me. And, you know, I stuck with acting and then, as my identity changed into an actor, that's when I stopped taking things. I really said, well, well, you know, I I started adopting this mentality and identity uh, as an actor and you know, that really transformed my behavior. So I'm a, I'm a big advocate on like how we identify as that leads to our behaviors, depending on how we identify with ourselves. And you know, becoming an actor. And then that transitioned also, you know, about a decade after that, you know, I was on various TV shows and big films and won an Emmy Award and did all these different things, which was really great. And that kind of, for me, it kind of lost its juice because I think it was just, um, I kind of got away from the real essence of what it was for. And I think it was a great training tool for what it was for me. And now it really just brought me really strongly onto the path of, uh, spiritual development and, um, making a difference in people's lives. And, you know, I think that really started with when I was teaching women self-defense and we did rape prevention Mm -hmm. seminars. And I want to say that that was the first time, like I could really consider, uh, becoming a man in my, I want to say about my early thirties, and i just had a glimmer because no time before that i really i never really felt like a man for me and but when i actually was teaching that sort of course and you know there was women in there that that came in very scared um they and when they were unleashed and they found out how to shine their light with their voice with their expression and this woman finally took me down after struggling with her she finally took me down you know, I popped up, and I had so much fire in me, so much joy because she was able to do that. Um, that 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 was really a big turning point for me. So, and that just really put me on my path. And there's there's a, there's a lot more that I won't get into, but I think that's really just kind of sets up my trajectory on you know, on how I you know kind of got to where I'm at today and and continued just to grow. So, a little verbose, but thank you for allowing me to kind of share.
0: No, that's great, and I I really in a very small way, kind of relate to, well, okay. So what was it about acting? Just something you said you were forced into acting. How, how did that happen? How did that, uh, you know, how did you get at, kind of put into that?
2: Yeah. Um, at the time I was, I was doing a lot of, uh, I was working out at the gym and I knew these two actors and I was bartending as well. And, they they kept hounding me for a couple of years about that I should you know try acting and then I was bartending and I it, it kind of just seeped in and one day they cornered me and said you should meet my agents you've got to be my agents and I did that and it was these commercial agents and uh, I met about five of them um, and they said well you know we had a great little meeting forty five minutes or so they said well if you want agents we we'll, we we'll, would we'll love to represent you but we suggest you know you have some acting classes. And so I said, like, okay, let me try this acting thing. I heard commercials, residual money. I like the sound of that. Work once, get paid over and over again. I, 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 let me let me check that out. And so uh, I got on the stage, and you know, it was. Like I had it was after a few months. I got on this one particular stage of this class, and it was a showcase. And I just felt so scared and cut off. It was like someone was choking me, and my my breath was coming out breathy and. You know, um, it was it was just a, a terrifying experience where I didn't have control over how my body was reacting. I couldn't make myself talk how I wanted to. And I just remember the teacher kind of yelling at me. She's saying, stop talking all breathy. Just talk. Just talk normal. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking to myself. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying like I really am. But all I felt was the audience really like the heat of the audience's stare or what i thought of was them staring at me on the left side of my face was just like burning and i was just Mm -hmm. so nervous and so like um in fear if you will just in fear and when i got off the stage i kind of shook it off and i was like that wasn't cool that wasn't cool that wasn't me that wasn't it's not what I'm here to do. It's not what I'm here to represent. Like I want to be truthful. I want to be me. I want to. I want to accept myself for who I am. I, I want to be me, and that that's always been like a struggle my entire life. That's always been just a struggle uh, ever since I was five, at least. And so, acting was a big journey to kind of like getting back to you know me and looking at the inner inner workings of who I was to to get on this journey.
0: Yeah, and how did you flip? Did- how long did it take for you to flip that because then you know you went on to to just to uh, be in a lot of TV shows and and movies how how did you do you do you remember was there just a time where you're like hey I got this now
2: um you mean the 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 stage fright sort of thing you mean all that fear right
0: yeah mm-hmm. that particular right.
2: part um I think that that was really i i dedicated myself to that class I was there like three times a week like steady for like two years and that was my I was just so passionate about it, and you know things just started to happen. And I, you know, I didn't work through I, I didn't work through all of my fears in that class, but I worked through enough of them because when I I remember when I got the I got the um, I was a series regular in Port Charles General Hospital back in I think two thousand. Um, I remember even going into that audition process. I went to that process like four times before I, I got booked for that show. And I was even scared. I was still scared auditioning. Like I was still in fear, you know, but I found a way to whereas it didn't it didn't stop me. And then, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that once I really got on the show and like as much as we shot on that show, I mean, because we were shooting like one show a day and towards the end of the show, uh, towards the end of this, you know, the series, like three years later, we were shooting like for about six months, we were shooting like two days, uh, two shows per day. And so we were going through these scripts like, just like butter. It was just like, you just like, just had to just, you didn't have time. You just didn't have time to think or even to be fearful at all. But, um, so I think the soap opera definitely helped me to kind of anchor in a certain level of, you know, confidence, self acting, um, you know, things like that. And, and, And then the class as well too there was a Saturday class that we did that was all about self-expression. And so just, just putting in the work, just made it happen over time.
0: Yeah. And the reason I was kind of going there is because uh, I'm a musician. So I've been playing music for a very long time. And um, back in the nineties, I was with the, with the band and, kind of went through some of the same stuff to where it's one thing when you're just kind of playing on a smaller scale, but then when you're out there in front of people, um, you know, you can experience a lot of people do that same kind of stage fright. But I was, I was really trying to see like, you know, where, are you, where were you in your life at that time? Like even outside of acting, because I think art, sometimes the way you relate to your particular art, whatever it is, whether it's music or acting or uh, writing or whatever you're, you're, specific talent might be sometimes can really be impacted or or be affected by that when you're so when i got stage fright for example i was like you said i know exactly what you're talking about that burning feeling and everybody's looking at you and you're you're not so much i guess um i was really detached from myself in a way that just felt just not right and and i know and it's at that time too that when i was back in the nineties that, you know, I fall, I fell into also. And as you mentioned in your, in your story, uh, you can fall into that. Um, you mentioned the Hollywood lifestyle. I didn't have the Hollywood lifestyle, but, uh, you know, somewhere where you you pick up some vices and things to kind of, uh, cope and, and kind of deal with things. Is that what you found as well?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, to, to, <laughs> I mean, let me tell you, like back when I had stage fright, I wasn't a vegetarian. I wasn't even probably even thinking about that at the time uh, or vegan or plant based. um, You know, um, I had definitely in that in that time of my life, I had no idea who I was. Um, You know, now I have a, a decent idea. At least I know that I'm on the path. I know there's a lot more to discover, like there's a lot more to discover, you know, as, as I grow, but like at that particular point in time, uh, I was just, I remember just being, I know that I was still very insecure, self-conscious. Uh, my diet wasn't, you know, on point at all. I, I didn't have a spiritual practice. Um, you know, I was just going for this thing. And I was just single-mindedly going for this thing. And, you know, I, I, I knew I had like a good heart, but I was definitely confused and, you know, things were scrambled up in my life and yeah. um so yeah that's that's kind of that's kind of where I was at before and and then you had a you had a what was the second part of your question so that was the first one and then you had another question right after that too
0: Um, I I think it was just about, well, I think it was probably related to what I was going to say was that what I have found for myself, and this is some, uh, this is a mantra that just really has been going through my mind a lot recently. And that is how you do anything is how you do everything. I say that a lot to myself because when, when I'm, I'm tempted to deal with the, with the stress of something through alcohol, or I'm tempted to, to do something I know isn't, isn't the best for me. Um, I always try to remind myself of that because I I think it can... The way I described myself back then was fractured. I mean, I just felt very... Uh, stage fright, I had been playing my instruments, guitar since I was seven years old, that had never been such a big factor until I got to this point where I tended, I started to just get away from myself and live my equivalent of the Hollywood lifestyle, which is kind of like a destructive, yeah, very self-destructive kind of thing, where I also was eating poorly, wasn't exercising, you know, there's a picture I remember from that time period with me in a friend of mine with a pyramid of beer cans that was pretty much dinner you know it's just like you know stuff like that and it's just what's wrong with that
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's a pyramid that's amazing
0: nothing until
1: the nothing until the next morning
2: (laughs) oh you mean oh they were empty oh got you my bad
0: yeah yeah yeah, Yeah, yeah. empty beer cans yeah (laughs) Um, And, and again, that was a different time, but I do see that the evolution and, and when, like I said, as I get, as I get older and as I get just more connect, more in touch with myself again, I just see other things change when I change something in one part of my life for the, for the better, I can see that um, other parts of my life start to change as well. And that's really a big thing that I got from from reading about your backstory where you said, you know, I trusted my internal guidance and released smoking marijuana, drinking alcohol and eating meat. I eliminated sugar, toxins and other drugs from my system. And that is just incredible. I mean, I think that just, just shows how we're, we, we sometimes don't think of ourselves as whole. So if I'm not exercising or I'm not staying true to my meditation practice or the things that I feel that are important to me, it's not just compartment compartmentalized. Did I say that right, Larissa? Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's our copy editor right here. Uh, it, it's so related to the whole.
2: Yeah, it's you're so you're so on point. I think that we are like definitely had some of the same path because when you know when I had that you know Hollywood lifestyle, I definitely relate to myself as being fractured, not whole, and um, you know I just I went down a path that was just it ended up, it seemed, it seemed great. I mean, it just, you know, it seems great. It seems like, wow, that's the life, you know, quote, unquote, that's the life, the lifestyle or red carpet or this or that and, you know, TV and celebrity and, you know, being celebrated. And it's, it seems, you know, it seems like that's, that's the way, but, you know, as, (laughs) but as I, you know, and, and when you're in it, when you're in it, you can't see it. It's like a mm-hmm. fish being in water, you know, that's, that's, I'm, I'm thoroughly convinced that's my truth. And, and, and I just, I just know mm-hmm. that when, when, you know, when we're in it, um, and I can only really speak from my experience, but when I was in it, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell who I was, what I was in, how I was being influenced, how my identity was shifting, what, you know, um, you know, what, what parts of myself were healthy, out of balance, you know, in balance, you know, I I just didn't have that foundation. And it wasn't until I walked away and I dropped my manager and then I dropped my theatrical agent and then I dropped my uh, voiceover and commercial agent on the same day, which was that day was the happy, one of the happiest days of my life Cause sometimes you kind of dread those conversations that, you know, you have to tell somebody, you know, you're, you're fired. Um, but that was a happy day and they got it because I was like, no, no, like I'm, I was on the path to like discovering myself and putting myself back together. Like I knew I was going in the right direction. So, you know, I can definitely relate to that part of that you, you were talking about, like being fractured because I, I really like you say that, but I think that's really a great word because that, that fracturedness, if we don't have a practice to continually pull ourselves back together to put the pieces back together, to heal, to mend, to glue, whatever, then like when we walk out into the world, my experience has been like, it, it doesn't like help you come together. It actually fractures you more and more and we, it's our job, I feel, to continue to have the practice to pull ourselves back together in a way where we feel whole and complete for ourselves.
1: Right. Yeah. And, you know, with with some people in some situations that, that you were in, you know, like, I, I really like what you said about how when you're right there in the middle of it, it's like, it's almost like it's just all you see is that, that real time that, you know, each moment uh, and that's it. Um, And for some people it, it, you know, it takes like a really big uh, crash um, to make them realize. um, And I, I think that's kind of the rock bottom type of, of event, but it sounds like for you, that you were already starting to realize kind of, um, on your own and that maybe it wasn't, you didn't need to hit that rock bottom. So,
2: Oh no, I, like did. Oh, you, I did. Oh, I did. You did. <laughs> That's not, um, no, 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 I did.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so was it hard? Did you find it was hard to, to, I know you said it was a good, good feeling to fire your, your manager, but was that still difficult for you or no. had you gotten to that point where you're like, I'm were just people done? probably
0: saying you're crazy? Like you're, you're headed no. up. Why are you doing this now? That kind of thing.
2: No, no, it was, that was, that was a personal thing. I didn't, it's not something that some people knew except my wife at the time. And, you know, it wasn't hard. I knew that I was going in the, the right direction because I was following my passion. Just like how you shared, you know, when you, when you made your transition from corporate to that, you're like, no, but maybe this is going to be hard, but I know that I'm doing the right thing. When you have clarity yeah. and you know you're doing the right thing, you're like, yeah, I know, maybe it'd be hard, but I'm doing the right thing. So that trumps everything else. And so like for me, and so, so yeah, you you were actually right when you were mentioning, I did, I was realizing these things on my own and I was moving in a certain direction that was, you know, healthier, but I still also had a rock bottom moment. And I remember, I remember it was, I don't know if it was 2009 or something like that. I was in our daughter's bedroom and I was, I was crying. I was crying and I had, you know, I think I had dropped, no, no, I hadn't dropped everyone permanently yet. I had taken a break from acting is what I had done at that particular point in time. So I still have my agents, but I said I had taken a break. And I was crying to her and I was like, I don't know, because I couldn't do anything. I couldn't generate money. I didn't know who I was. I didn't have a I didn't couldn't do anything. It was like I had no foundation because I was basically like letting go of everything that I built and and of the power of my ego, you know, and everything that I was like operating from mm-hmm. that point. I, I kind of let my ego not fuel me anymore. So I was like, well, I don't have any fuel. Like I don't have anything to like <laughs> push me anymore. Like, what am I gonna get it from? Like how And I couldn't generate anything and bills to do and all this other stuff and everything's, you know, knocking on your door. And I remember crying to her and she said, she said gently to me, she's like, well, you know, you, you could go back to acting. And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like, Oh my, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I could, I do know how to act. That's right. I was so deep, deep, like lost, but on the journey of discovery with myself that I forgot that I could act to generate money. Um, so that was my rock bottom right there. And, um, and then from that point, you know, I think I just started to put the pieces together little by little over the years. Um, that just, that, that led to a whole nother journey that we can pick up, but that led to like Kundalini yoga, which really helped me build the, the foundation where I would get my fuel from.
0: Yeah, I definitely want to talk about that. That seems um I've I've you know, I have a um deep admiration for for uh yoga overall, but I've not I have this mental block for some reason, and I'd love to hear a little bit about how you got into that and also about how when did you decide to go vegan?
2: You know, I've always been kind of going in this direction, and I'm not going to stop at vegan either. You know, I'm I'm actually I'm just I think there's just a part of me, probably a part of all of us, if we, you know, uh, allow it to speak louder and listen to the subtle voice within that wants us to evolve because evolution is natural. It's not something that you decide to do. Evolution is who we are. Like we are evolution. We are life. We are something that is growing and evolving and changing and, and, and upgrading and ascending at all times. That's, that's my truth. So when we, allow the the natural process to happen, we naturally graduate uh, or or gravitate to higher vibrational living and things and such. So that was always like a sort of upswing process to me, where even if my habits were off, I kind of had this pull towards just being a better version of myself, if you will. And as, as you, you know, as you guys know as well, like diet has so much to do with the quality of person that you are. And what we input, you know, whether it be food and and uh, music and the people, the words we listen to, what we see, it has everything to do with the quality of person and, and how we can evolve ourselves and ascend to higher ver- versions of ourselves, you know, to towards our own enlightenment, if you will. So, um, but I became vegan uh, a few years ago. Uh, I don't know. I want to say about five, four or five years ago. And did you go all in or
0: did you, um, was it a gradual or did you well, just I like, had, I, had, I, had both. I had
2: both of those experiences when I tried to do it the American way, you know, going all in and forcing it, you know what I'm saying? I, I crashed three weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had that, I had that process. And then I said, you know what, I'm going to do it more. I don't know, a, a different way. I'm just going to go a different way. Cause that ain't going to work, you know, because I remember I had crashed and then I ate a piece of meat which there's a whole nother story about like the, the drugs and being a drug, at, drug addict from the dirty because of the steroids and the hormones. And I was really addicted to the drugs, uh, which is a, is a different, like sort of, but that's, but when I actually start to gradually do it and really work on my consciousness and accept, like, this is the, this is, the, for me, this is like the magic formula, the key of like transformation, whether you, if you wanna become a vegan or a, you know, vegetarian or all, whatever. Um, you know, working out more. Like, I've done this repeated times. And for me, it's like really just working on the consciousness. So what that means is, I would like, totally accept where I'm at, you know, it took us, you know, 40 or 50 years to get to where we're at right now to build this type of person. So, you know, we shouldn't expect to change overnight. So like, Reconciling that is a good thing. It's like you know what? Let me be patient with myself. Let me ease into my next day. Let me just ease into it. Let me be gentle with myself. So I got to that point where it's like, okay, you know, I'm. Let me let me just be realistic here. So what I started doing was at that point I was on tuna and salmon, and I said, you know what? It took me a while to get to this point. I'm okay with eating tuna and salmon. I'm, a, I'm about to take this bite of this, this, this tuna, and I'm okay with that. And so what I did was, and this is the key part right here. This is the, 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 the gold, which is I made sure that in that moment, right before I was about to take that bite that I wasn't shaming myself I wasn't feeling guilty and I wasn't like beating myself up. I created total peace and harmony and just acceptance in my mind. And that takes just a, I guess, a something, depending on the different person, you might, it might take a really great strength because if we're so used to like, you know, whipping ourselves and, you know, bad person, bad person, that's, that's the hardest part, you know, not beating ourselves up, not having any shame or guilt right before we're about to take that bite or even that drink or whatever. And then allowing ourselves to take that bite and, and total acceptance and peace. And at the same time, when that peace is created, I, I I planted the thought in my head. I was like, you know what, I'm okay, I'm cool. I'm gonna take this bite, but I will be plant-based one day. And I just kept repeating that process and you know, repeating, keeping that out. And then I don't even know how long it took. It wasn't long. It must've been, I don't know, a couple of months. I don't I have no idea, to be honest with you. Um, I remember looking in the pantry and seeing those cans of tuna. I had eight cans of tuna and they were still sitting there. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, I haven't even thought about this. Like, I—I I think I think I'm done. I think I'm done. It just disappeared. Because all I did was really accept where I was at and I kept eating where I was at. And I allowed my I worked on my consciousness and creating peace and harmony in my mind and my consciousness and my heart. And um, but I did have a direction that I wanted to go. And I just kept doing that. And then it just magically changed.
0: I love that story. And you just you know, you totally just reminded me, too, that. I think it's so important. We always talk about compassion, but we always put ourselves last at the end of that equation a lot of times, or that that sentiment, I should say. And it's, it's so important because you're absolutely right, is that I totally agree that a lasting change like that won't really happen unless it happens in that way. I mean, it sounds like you worked from the inside out. Yes. You know, you didn't just try to put some... Uh, you know, I think it's it, it, when we disconnect from our why, uh, that's when we kind of lose these things where we fall off of, of things we've committed to. That's really an incredible story. I, I don't think I've ever heard anybody put it that way. That's really cool. Thanks for sharing that.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you really tap, tapped on it right there. Like, and for anyone that's listening to be patient with yourself, it, it starts with you. It ends with you and nothing's going to happen without you. And, you know. We we it's so just important that we embrace ourselves and learn what it looks like on a day-to-day basis, the expression of love for ourselves, an expression of compassion for ourselves and acceptance for ourselves, and you know what that looks like. And a lot of times it looks like discipline and disciplining certain things and making sure that we're, you know, treating ourselves a certain way and and not forcing ourselves mentally, like, no, get to the gym and with guilt and all that stuff. But like, you know, healthy discipline and healthy habits and uh, really get into that place where we, we start to really feel when we look in the mirror, like, wow, like, I, I dig me. Like, I'm, I am I know I dig me. Like, I dig me. Like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm a cool gal. I'm a cool I'm guy. Pretty like, cool. I, yeah. I dig me. Like I'm pretty freaking, freaking cool. Like I'm not, I'm not cocking them, but like, like I'm cool. Like I I say, I'm cool. I like me. That's all you got to do. Like forget everyone else. You know, it doesn't matter what I think or what what anybody thinks. It's like, it matters what you think about yourself when you look in the mirror and, and like, you know, you want to go to sleep proud of yourself for the actions you took and what you said that day and the life that you lived. And like, I want to die proud. You know, I want to look back on my yeah. life and like, I'm proud of my life. Like I, you know, I healed my relationship with my dad and like, that's like, I'm going to the grave with that or, or, or whatever, you know? So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Self-love compassion. That's, that's it right there.
0: And so when did you get into yoga and, and then, uh, eventually becoming a teacher, correct?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Kundalini yoga teacher, uh, a part of my, uh, breakdown that, that we talked about earlier. When I crashed and hit rock bottom, I was on Facebook of all places, and I was looking for a, some sort of support group. And instead of finding a group, I found a book, and that book was called "The Book of Life: Ascension in the Divine World Order" by Michael Sharp. And I said, "Well, I'm you know I'm listening to these omens. Like if you let me here, like obviously this is a book of life, and my my life is pretty effed up right now. So I'm gonna grab this book. I guess you tell me to get this book. I get the book." Go to Hawaii because we had a trip planned, and I read it cover to cover, like in two and a half days, and it changed my life completely. And when I what I got from that book was, it talked about all this stuff, right, in the world, and evolution, and ascension, and kundalini. And what I got from that was, I was like, wow, it's really important for my energy on the inside to be strong as opposed to just my muscles. And at that time, I was, you know, going to the gym. I was a gym rat, and I was like, wow. I was like, oh, let me stop trying to lift weights. Let me like lift weights on the inside. And so I was like, okay, yoga. I know yoga is like, kind of like weights on the inside. Like, let me, let me check out some yoga. So I researched yoga and I saw kundalini yoga in my area. And I was like, wait a minute, that book talked about the kundalini. It's like, well, I guess I'm going to try and kundalini yoga. And I went there and I, I tried it and it, it changed my life forever. Cause you know, that, that yoga is the mother of all yogas. It's the yoga of awareness and it just brings in all the different eight limbs of yoga into that yoga, which is why they, you know, they call it the mother of all yoga. And, um, you know, it's kind of like basically, you know, we have our computer, we have our phone, we have all the other stuff, and we always have to do software upgrades. Well, that's what kundalini yoga is for us. It is that particular yoga that is designed to upgrade your human uh, your human vehicle, your human consciousness, your human software—you just become a better, more vibrant, more uh, uh, the, the possible human that you can be. You just—and that's what it does. It's—it's it's, it's literally built for that. So, as sure as you can lift a dumbbell in the gym. And if you know, if you dedicate yourself to lifting the dumbbell, that that bicep will get stronger. Same with Kundalini yoga. If you work it, your insides will basically get stronger. Your nervous system will get stronger. Your blood will be cleansed. Your your breath will be deeper and you know uh, uh, more complete. You know, your brain will start to work better. You'll be more balanced. You'll be calm. Like all these benefits, they'll just happen if you practice it.
0: Yeah, like I said, I, for some reason I've had a block with that. Larissa did some yoga for a little bit, uh, for a little while, and she was telling me you really need to do it. I don't know what my block is with it, but I th- I actually think I do, uh, and it's kind of from the same mentality you we're talking about. I think I tend to go all or nothing sometimes when it comes to, particularly with um, things that are uh, athletic in nature, because I grew up very. Uh, very much an athlete. And so whenever I do something, I like just go all in, like, like in uh, 2000, uh, a friend of mine and I uh, did the MS 150. So we did like, we rode our bikes over two days from Houston to Austin, Texas, which is like 180 miles. So, and we hadn't, we had trained a little bit, but not that much. So I tend to go like all in on things like that. And that is good for getting certain things done but on the other side of that uh it can prevent me from like going well if i'm not gonna you know do this i i don't let myself ease into some of this stuff where i probably should and that would that would probably take some of the block off of it for me right. personally
2: true true and and here's one thing one way to think about it that will i think will definitely assist with that yoga all in is very different than the gym sort of all in or the or the sports type of all in that we're used to yoga all in actually is all in on self-care it's like being gentle being aware of what you need and listening to your intuition because yoga is not a class really yoga is more about being in the moment of your life and uh catering to what's needed most and that obviously that starts with you so you can be present in that moment to also, you know, because if you're present, giving yourself the needs that you need, then you can really fully, truly give and serve the needs of others. And so when you think about yoga being all in, yoga is that is that all inness in your life. Like right now with like you and me, it's like I'm all in with like you and me. You know, we can think about that. Like you're doing yoga right now with me. Like you're all in on this mm-hmm. and you're all. It's so, so it's a holistic thing that actually encompasses all the areas of your life. Because when you, when we learn how to really breathe, let's just start with there. Cause we can't go more than a few minutes without the breath. Obviously the brain, we die, right? You can go a long time without everything else, but the breath is you, you just, you need every, every breath. And, you know, so when you, when you really think about, you know, going all in, that's actually a really good thing because, you know, with the yoga, the all in is the breath. It's the conscious breath. That's it. That's the all in right there. So I think you. that's a great
0: way to think about it.
2: Yeah. It's all about how we frame things sometimes, right? It's not, it's not a class. It's it's not a class. The first thing I'll just say with this, when I teach people or train, you know, clients or anything like that, and when I eased them in, I was like, you know, we're not going to jump into yoga because, first of all, you're not ready for just me to teach you yoga every other day or nothing like that or to take these courses. How you can actually start the process is basically just start becoming aware of your breath and just start to notice how you're breathing. So that's the starting point is just to notice how you don't need to change anything. Just be conscious of how you're breathing, the the breath rate, the cycles, like how where you're breathing, because a lot of us breathe in our chest, you know, and some of us breathe a little lower, some of us, you know, and, and then are we breathing deep? Are we breathing shallow? Is it rapid it you know, and just being aware. So that's really sort of like the starting point. Because with yoga, you, you can't, it's not healthy to go all in, we're talking about a lifestyle upgrade. So we want to go, you know, just layer by la- layer and take our time.
1: Yeah. And I, I, yeah, that's, that's so true. And I mean, I think that uh, today a lot of people forget to breathe. I mean, it's, you know, we, we breathe because we have to, but we forget to really
0: breathe intentionally, you know, and,
1: and, and be in the moment and not just breathe, so we don't die.
0: Yeah, it's funny too because I just read something about that, like just to try to be more mindful about even when you're working. And I've noticed that when I'm working, I have a very shallow breath. So I've, I've at that moment I catch myself. I've really tried to just make sure I'm taking deeper breaths, even if it's just for a few breaths, just to be more mindful of that. So that that's a really good point.
2: Yeah, and the breath is. So- It's gross and it's subtle. So yes, it's gross in the sense that we need a certain amount of oxygen and nitrogen so we can survive. But then the subtle part also is that how you breathe really directly uh, impacts and controls the actual energy that you vibrate at because your breath controls the, the quality of your thoughts and the quality of your thoughts links to the emotions that you have, and your emotions link to like our words and our actions, and all of that really generates the type of energy that we vibrate at. And the energy that we're vibrating at is like we're, we're a light bulb. So either we're gonna be turned up to be a hundred and fifty watt, or we're gonna be a thirty watt. But the breath directly impacts that sort of you know wattage that we're vibrating at. So it's um. It's very I mean it's so important,
1: right yeah that that is so true and you know as we as, as I listen to you um talking about uh yoga and talking about you know all of your other experiences i you're so like Vicki said in the in the beginning of this interview you're you're just you're so peaceful and you just admit admit such a a, a calming um i guess presence and I know that you you also are a coach. And I I just can't help but think that that's such a a, a good place for you to be, you know, coaching others um, to help others transform as you have. Um, And I know you do that through your Ma'at University. And then I know also you have an upcoming event and it's a a virtual virtual summit, uh, Evolving Men of Color. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about those.
2: Sure, sure. Um, My university is our school that uh, holds the space for transformational learning for underserved communities. And, you know, obviously the doors are open for anyone else as well, too. Um, But and then Evolving Men of Color is the national campaign. And also within that national campaign that we're that we're launching is the virtual summit. And that's January 16th. And it's a virtual summit, so you can basically think about having, having a full day of panels of men speaking, sharing, connecting, learning, growing, evolving about all of the challenges, the great things that we uh, learn and know about our, ourselves, the, the challenges that we have in entertainment, and just a full day of these different types of panels that speak on many of uh, the topics that will help uh, us as men of color to evolve our lives and to to be like everything that we can be for ourselves, for our family, for our community. And that really just you know radiates out into the world because you know, I have a saying that you know evolving men of color evolves all men. you know, and there you know this this just happens to be like where, you know I'm a man of color. You know, this is this is, you know, also a subject that is near and dear, obviously, to me. And I started off not having the tools, not having the resources, thinking very low of myself, being angry. Oh my gosh, being angry, frustrated, resentful, hurt, feeling weak. And it just doesn't have to be that way. And so this conversation really is a a conversation for even though the panels are all men, it's a conversation where You know, I I definitely implore, you know, women to be a part of that in in the audience and things like that as well, too, because it's very valuable for any woman to know um, the inner workings of a man if she has a man in her life you know so something that can be frustrating or angry or blaming you know once she understands what's going on on the inside she can understand how like oh, okay i understand what's going on this is how i can hold space for him to evolve himself and uh, you know my marriage my gosh i'm compl- <laughs> i can't tell you how much i love my former wife like our, we have such and she, we're, we're actually doing a panel on how to have a completion ceremony, as opposed to a damaging divorce. We have a panel that we're doing that day uh, as well. And, but, but during our marriage, like I had no idea how to show up. Like I just didn't know I didn't, I didn't have compassion for myself. So of course I didn't have compassion for her and I wasn't conscious. And so there was a lot of unconscious like abuse and, you know, of myself and of course of her. So, I mean, if I can't, you know, love and take care of myself, and really, you know, give myself my needs. How am I going to do that for her? It's like, okay, well, of course you can't do that. Right. So that's what Evolving Men of Color is about, and um, and then it's a part of a whole national campaign. And um, yeah, if anybody wants to check that out, check that out. It's EvolvingMenOfColor and uh, it's also on my Instagram profile, uh, Kiko Ellsworth, and the link in the bio as well too for more information or tickets. And we're raising money for a nonprofit. Uh, that uh, helps uh, youth, uh, boys and girls, uh, where I grew up, to evolve and giving them tools and mentorship and ev- just everything they need. And, and uh, this it's a great uh, nonprofit called Positive Results Center, and they do really great work. And so, 100 percent of the ticket sales goes towards them. And so, yeah, yeah, we're just we're just trying to you know do make an impact where we can and, and, and start to shift things in, in, in the best way that we can as well. To, to um, make this world a, definitely a better better place for us all to thrive. And then on
0: on uh, the Ma'at University, what types of uh, courses do you offer there?
2: Yeah, so we just launched that last year. Um, so we have uh, like a course we just launched. I just did a, uh, a 21-day live yoga challenge. And so although we did that live, uh, we recorded those sessions as well too. So like the latest course that we just launched – is a um and it's called the men uh men and women united 21 day kundalini yoga challenge and uh so that's a sort of like an intro basically to people that want to get a start on kundalini yoga uh get a practice it's a small commitment it's only 21 days and they want to sort of get like a little uh an upgrade and an introduction to um yoga and and really like one of the most really powerful yogas kundalini yoga so uh, so we have that course there's a women's self defense course on there like everything you need to know before you even need to learn how to throw a punch it's it's the mental emotional paradigms how to think about yourself because women are very powerful and and a lot of women don't know and it's important for you to know especially in in regards to your safety and empowerment that you know that you have access to a power that I as a man don't have so there's that course is a course on breath work and meditation so you know these foundational courses is what we're starting with and and then every every you know few months we will uh, uh release another course uh into the into the school as well.
0: Well, we will make sure to have links to everything we just mentioned uh, uh, in the show notes of our of this podcast. And again, Evolving Men of Color 2021 Virtual Summit, with the ticket sales going uh, supporting the youth of color in South LA.
2: Correct? Yeah, Positive Results Center. A
0: positive Results Center. Okay, and that's uh, January 16th, and we will definitely have links there. And Kika, where else can people find you? Are you on social media? Are you on on uh, Twitter or Facebook or anything like that?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mainly, you know, where I'm hanging out mostly is um, there is a, um, you know, you can definitely find me on the Instagram at Kiko Ellsworth. That's definitely a a place you can find me. And then there's a a new app that I'm really, really loving because it's like really engaging conversations like this in their lives. So it's it's a a new app called Clubhouse. Uh, So I'm there um, at Kiko Ellsworth as well. So between that and Instagram, you basically got me everywhere in the virtual world.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today, Kiko. We have had a, just a great conversation with you. I feel i am so inspired and pumped about about really um, several things, including, you know, our conversation about yoga. That's just been something that's I'm, I'm blocking for myself. And I'm really looking forward to kind of changing my perspective on that and, and how I think about that. So we yeah. really appreciate the positive energy you've
2: brought to the show today.
0: Yeah, thank, thank you, you so for much for having
2: me. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure, my honor, and purpose. Um, thank you for having me. And again, if you ever need any, if you ever want to talk again, I mean, outside of this um, to know more about uh, yoga, Kundalini yoga, um, I'd definitely be open to having a conversation just so you can make a, a good decision for yourself. So, yeah, but thank you for having me. I, I so appreciate it. Much love to both of you.
1: Absolutely. And I did want to send out a special shout out to your daughter, Zen. You mentioned that her name is Zen. And so she yes. she when she heard you were coming on vegetarian Zen, she was a little <laughs> pumped. So yeah. um, so hello Zen. Hi Zen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks, She's in Kiko. school right now. She's in school right now, but I'll let her listen to this when we're when we're done. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kiko. Thank you. Bless you both.
0: That was an amazing interview with Kiko. I really got such a great energy from him. Even in just you know, whenever we get uh, folks that are uh, want to collaborate, like and you know, do an interview or, or be on the show, I always we always do a lot of background research on them. And as I was reading his story and looking at his work, I was like, wow, this guy has really just got such positive energy it just definitely just came out from even the story i was just reading so it's really incredible and uh you know i really really appreciated having this conversation with them i'm glad our our paths collided absolutely collided, intersected collided. collided sounded a little too violent <laughs> collided peacefully <laughs> <laughs> all right i think that does it for our episode this week until next time peace out bye